Who is that? Claire. Is somebody here? It's What happened to you? Killed. Who, who could have done this? Michael Bay. That son of a bitch. What can we do to fix this? Listen to our podcast. The following podcast contains spoilers for the changeling. You have been What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Miss Spooky from the Grave Gusto. <coughs> hey, hey, how's it going, Glenn? Oh, puberty struck, huh? Yes. Wow, wow. <laughs> Incredible. A little late, but yes, it finally got here. <sighs> Carpet matches the drapes and everything. And oh, thank good. God. It, it makes one of us. <laughs> How you doing, Glenn? I'm all right. I'm very, very tired and getting ready for vacation. I'm excited. Yeah. But alas, we're getting so close to the end of our Spooktober yes, season. Yes, second to last week of the Spooktober. And here's a question I definitely don't know the answer to because we haven't talked about it beforehand. Have you <gasps> watched anything this week? The only thing that I really watched was Halloween Kills with you. Ooh, And yes. we have a review up on the YouTubes for it. That we do. Um, besides that, the only thing I had actually watched is you mentioned it in the video after I edited, I realized this. I, I had watched a, uh, the, um, what was it called? Um, Movies That Made Us, the Halloween yes. one. I yes. watched that episode and then edited it like after. I was like, oh, he watched it too. I didn't even realize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good, so that was good actually, episode pretty informative episode yeah definitely it's, uh, it, out of the newest season it's definitely my favorite season mm-hmm. um that was the only one that i've watched from the series period i was yeah i was at my mom's and i was just there to pick some stuff up she's like you want some food before you leave i'm like yeah i just put something on and that was it yeah it's just something it's, that it's would a go good by series. i suggest people check it out um I definitely plan to now but other than that i assume you watch the changeling as well of course of course yes we'll get into that into a minute uh, i had a little bit more of an eventful week uh i've finally gotten into like a good schedule okay. where i can like see movies after the kid and the wife go to sleep so you know they don't feel like they've been abandoned although mm-hmm. if someone breaks into our house and murders them i will feel extremely guilty that would be a guilty thing to feel. <laughs> but that's not going to happen because that only happens in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I watched one, two, three, four, five movies, including hey, Halloween nice. Kills. That was the first one I watched. Review up on the webs. Uh, then I went back to the theater the next night and watched The Last Duel, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which is the uh, Ridley Scott's newest film uh, with Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, uh, Jodie Comer, uh, and Adam Driver. Um true story about a uh, a rape trial in the 14th century in france which well, you know the laws back then were bonkers 
They, that absolutely the is The way true. they found out who was lying is that they had duels to the death because God surely would not let someone who was lying die. Uh, but this, this was a really, really well done movie. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to eventually, hopefully by the time this is up, uh, have a review for that on our YouTube channel. Okay. Um, just haven't gotten around to it yet. But I recorded it, just haven't edited it. Yeah. Uh, so that's the last duel. Uh, then I watched The Black Cat. Uh, as many who, of you who listen regularly know, uh, I like the Criterion channel, and the Criterion channel has a bunch of old uh, universal horror movies from the 30s and 40s. The mm-hmm. Black Cat is one of them. Uh, it is a movie with uh, Boris Karloff and Bella Lugosi. Um, and it is... It's really good. I, I <laughs> That's good. Yeah. it's. Uh, I don't have too much to say about it. It's not really a monster movie. It's more about like this guy who... Uh, like. He's a mad scientist, and I guess he's like trying to put someone else's consciousness in someone else's body or something. I don't hmm. know. Uh, I, I, it's if I had one complaint, it's not very clear what the end motive is. It's just you know that Boris Karloff's character is a bad guy. Um, okay. But yeah, really, really good film. Uh, but great acting for both of them. Then I watched The Changeling, which we'll get into in just a minute, and then I watched another Universal horror movie today called The Raven, also with Bela Lugosi and uh, uh, Boris Karloff. This one is about a mad scientist who is obsessed with Edgar Allan Poe and creates a bunch of the torture devices that Edgar Allan Poe wrote about in his basement. There is a remake on this, I believe, with John Cusack. John Cusack, yep. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it was a remake, but it's essentially like the same story. So yeah, like I, it's I really like that movie. I want to revisit it. The John uh, Cusack one. I haven't seen the old version. I remember it being okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this one though. Actually, no, no it, it, it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I kind of get lost in like the Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi. You know, yeah. you see them just as Dracula and Frankenstein, and to see them as anything else is just kind of a treat. Uh, the movie no. itself is fine, but the, their performances are really good. Uh, okay. Especially Boris Karloff in The Raven. He's he's really good in that. Uh, but that's all I watched this week. Uh, we both don't have any news, if I'm correct. Is that true? Yeah, I don't know if too much happened in the week, but uh, yeah. I didn't hear about it, to be honest. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I guess without any further ado, let's get into The Changeling. Within this old house live two residents. One of them is John Russell, composer, professor. The other has been dead for over 70 years. Claire, I'd like to talk to you about the house. Did you die in this house? How did you die? Whatever it is, it's trying desperately to communicate. What is it in that house, Claire? What is it doing? Why is it trying to reach me? It's a hand. After the death of his wife and daughter in a car crash, a music professor staying at a long vacant Seattle mansion is dragged into a decades-old mystery by an inexplicable presence in the mansion's attic. 
Nice. I'm patting so much on my back right did now. Did you practice that, Glenn? I did. You dirty little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and now here's the part where I didn't practice. No boy. Uh, directed by Peter Medic, uh, written, uh, at least the story by, is by Russell Hunter. Uh, William Gray is the screenplay, and Diana Maddox is also the screenplay. Stars George C. Scott, Trish Van Devere, and Melvin Douglas in, mm. the, in the time tale about a little ghost boy who could. <clears throat> yes. Yes. So... <laughs> I thought um, you were going somewhere with that. I was going to, and then I just realized it was stupid. So here we are. <laughs> um, so I had picked this movie because this is actually one of my mother's favorite horror movies of all time. And I remember watching this a lot when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've watched it since probably 2009. Um, but I remember liking it a lot for sure. And I wanted to revisit it because I don't I didn't know that you didn't see it. And I wanted to rewatch it. So here we are. Look at here us. Here we are. Doing yes. our thing. That is what this podcast is mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I knew nothing about this. I wrong, wrongfully thought that this was the original of a Clint Eastwood remake with Angelina Jolie. It is not. It that was, one is based on a true story <laughs> and is, is, is uh, grounded in re- reality. What's Whereas this one is, is about ghosts. I was the other way around is when I thought Clint Eastwood's version was coming out. I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, they're doing a remake of this movie. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> so we were both little confused um, boys. Yeah, but this, I got to say, I loved it. It was so atmospheric mm-hmm. uh, in, in its, its telling. You know, nothing truly it, – it's it's didn't fall into the trope that a lot of horror movies today – fall into where it's just like you gotta have hauntings right away yeah uh, it, it kind of eased into it um and and that really built up the suspense for me um but it, it still kind of has that thing where <laughs> every haunted house movie whenever you see the house you're like sister that's haunted why why are you going there don't <laughs> oh nice mansion brother holy yeah. hell that's not gonna freak me out when i yeah. go to sleep <laughs> but I, I thought the uh, atmospheric uh tones of it and and how the beginning haunting started with just the door opening up in the background or mm-hmm. uh you know things being in a place where they shouldn't be and, and stuff like that i thought it was really effective and um you know George C Scott I feel like is a very underrated actor. Uh, obviously so. he's mostly known for uh playing Pat, um Patton in Patton um and also Doctor Strange Love. So he's kind of known for the these or these, even Scrooge. Or Scrooge. Yeah, he's known for these macho kind of uh roles and this was a more subdued. I mean there was definitely macho aspects to it, but it was more subdued and yeah. kind of showed like his intelligent fun side not that any of the other characters he play are he even are showed some uh, sensitive side as well absolutely i that, i was just about to say that you know with mm-hmm. his his wife and daughter uh dying in the very beginning like it and the way they open it up with them kind of you know being in this situation with their broken down car but still enjoying each other's company uh, such an effective way to to build their relationship right off the right off the bat mm-hmm. um oh shit he just he died on my birthday in 1999 so I'm, I'm on his imdb right now <laughs> why would you do that to why him? would you do that georgie scott on my 10th <laughs> birthday um <laughs> but i i thought it was the it just built their character their relationship so well in such a quick amount of time that when 
even though you knew what was going to happen when they did die, it was just like, damn, like I, you, you feel it. And it's, it's really impactful to have something happen so fast like that. And, uh, yeah, have it be effective. You set up this backstory for that family. You show that it's a loving family and all that in the first five minutes. That way you don't really have to ever explain it much, f- much further after that. Yeah. So what this movie did was it spent time him dwelling on the trauma of that accident and, and stuff like that instead of, you know, explaining it all throughout the whole movie instead. So it was, exactly. that, was that was really cool, especially with the ball. There was a lot of use with the ball that his oh, daughter yeah. played with a lot. And with the uh, the go- shall I say ghost of this 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 mansion um, using it a lot to just kind of fuck with him, and yeah. it was it was really cool to see them constantly being like bringing that up. A to you know amplify his terror of something haunting the man, and mm-hmm. B making him go back into that trauma. That damn, that was my kid's toy. Now this kid's fucking with me with my daughter's toy. Yeah, this is insane. I'm George C. Scott. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I did appreciate is that it never turned demonic, which a lot of ghost movies have a tendency to do nowadays. Um, And uh, it it, it just kind of helped with the motivation that he had of trying to help this kid, Um, even though like his his residence at the house was always only going to be temporary. Mm-hmm. So, like, t- to give him a motivation to help a kid that is dead was it was just uh, a really cool concept rather than making it an evil spirit. Even though you know it did chase a woman down in a, with a wheelchair, yeah. um, but you, you got to have some scares in there somewhere. But it's I I w- I just loved the way that this was shot and everything. Um, mm-hmm. Including the, the the biggest most impressive scene, I think, was the seance scene, the the seance with the medium who's Absolutely. communicating and writing. The pacing, the fast pacing of that, and how it just builds and builds and builds is just mm-hmm. brilliant. And then going back to him listening to the recording of that and hearing the EVP on there, just those that segment altogether is just brilliant filmmaking all around. And it's I I didn't know enough about this movie to really have an opinion either way, but it just surprised me coming from an 80s horror movie. Yeah, it's 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 such a good rewatch, too, because I remember, <laughs> we like I told you, I think, last week, is we, I watched this movie last with uh, my, my, my good friend, Zach, Smiley Magoo, as you Smiley know. Smiley Magoo! Um, and he hates horror or any aspect of it, so during that uh, scene where they're doing the seance, um, <laughs> we're, we were just fucking with him, and every time, like, he was like, uh, Joseph. And then they, she'd be like, Joseph. And then, or like, she would write it down. And then the guy would be like, Joseph. And then I'd be next to him whispering. And I'm like, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd constantly just mess with him. He'd be like, stop doing that, man. Stop doing that. It, it was, that scene altogether is just A, memorable from that scenario. And really just B, is, yeah. just really good. And just how well it was just performed. And then. <laughs> I always get a laugh out of just when he's listening back to the tape. You just hear that guy going, Joseph. Yeah. No. Hell. Yeah, like, <laughs> you hear the, the creepy response. Yeah. And then his response, it, it kind of just does take you out of it a little bit. But it's in in the seance scene. It is very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of startles you when he says it. And it. It's just a great segment overall. And, and another thing I really appreciated about this is – 
that the uh, George C. Scott's character was not out for blackmail when he found out that the one guy, you know, he found out the backstory of uh, Carmichael, Senator Carmichael, not mm-hmm. being blood related to his father, and his father killed his actual blood blood related son and everything. Uh, and he wasn't out for for money or anything. He was just like, I I'm helping this. Kid. It was just a really human story overall. It's just like I'm I'm just trying to help this kid. I'm not trying to get yeah, any money or anything. Just trying to help this kid, and yeah, uh, these are the only copies of these things. And you know, do what you want. But yeah, I'm just uh, I I needed to get that out there to help that kid pass on. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, I I don't believe in ghosts, but I I think. It is. Uh, I, I watch a lot of ghost hunting shows because I find it interesting, even though I don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's kind of what a lot of the ghost hunters do. Obviously, you have like your ghost adventures who just try to taunt the ghosts. Yeah, uh, the bad ghosts. They don't try to ta- taunt the good ghosts, but a lot of them are just trying to help uh, the ghost pass on or move on. Uh, if they can. So to see that instead of them just like, oh, it's a demon. You got to exercise it. It was, it was <laughs> nice to see the ghost wasn't the enemy. It was the man who killed the kid that became the ghost was the enemy. Um, another thing, just random off the, yes. uh, off the topic here. Uh, the moldings in the house are much too like the moldings in my new house. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was looking at it, and I was like, I have a, uh, I have a archway in my house that looks exactly like that. Please, no ghosts around. Yeah, Thank you. You were, you were so worried about people coming in and breaking in that you weren't worried about the things that were already in there. Oh, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I have such a weird relationship with ghosts because, like, I don't believe in them. Yeah. But I believed in them for such a long time, like as a kid, mm-hmm. that it's still in the back of my mind. They might be real. It's kind of like someone who grew up religious and then became an atheist, which is like, or an agnostic. They're like, yeah, yeah, I don't believe in it, but just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my mother believes in ghosts. She believe like believes that things happen to her in one of her old houses and everything like that. So like, uh, that didn't pass down to me almost at all. Like I believe yeah. they're like they're maybe. Uh, it's never happened to me, so I can't say yes. I can't, uh, but. Uh, I don't sit there and go, wow, did you feel that cold breeze? Yeah. That was a ghost. No, mm-hmm. no, it was probably just a cold breeze. <laughs> yeah. the the I mean, the creepiest thing that happened when I did believe in ghosts, it was when I was a projectionist mm-hmm. uh, at the theater you, uh, you work out, Downingtown. Um, in the projection booth, there was like a little alcove. And in that alcove, it's it's dark no matter how many lights are on. And one night I was the only one there. The other manager had left. Talking about the one next to 15? Yes, next to 15. I had gone, uh, the other manager had gone home because they had school the next day. And I've, you know, cleaners hadn't come in yet. All the the patrons were gone. And uh, we're shutting down 14. And when 14 shuts down, I hear a noise. And for the longest time, I thought I heard two voices. And one, (laughs) and in my head, I made up. Uh, the uh, what's he doing and then the other one said I don't know be quiet but then I realized like later on there was just like the hissing of the projector and yeah you, you definitely do hear things in you that you make theater. a lot in your head yeah like you especially like I go in very early in the morning I know this is no longer what seems to be a movie review but <laughs> yeah. we're just we're just saying it's, things that happen to us bad. it's on topic it's yeah, part of the spooktacular but it's like you're in there by yourself and like you're just sitting there and then you like hear something but it could literally be like 
air ducts or anything like that. Yeah. And you're yeah. just like, well, what if it and isn't? <laughs> the human mind always tries to find voices and faces and things. Yeah. Uh, so, like, there are also a lot of videos that are online that are just obviously fake, and so many people will, like, believe them. Like, that is such bad CGI. There are a mm-hmm. few good things, but then it's just like, okay, this person is really good with special effects makeup, and they made a creepy-looking person peek yeah. their head around them. That's all it is. Um, and, and a lot of it is, like, if ghosts are real, I don't want to experience something that will make me believe <laughs> in them again. So <laughs> I'm fine being a skeptic. I have no interest in going Listen, further. Listen, I'm white enough to want to fuck around yes. and find out. Because I... <laughs> I sleep so much better now that I don't believe in ghosts. I <laughs> I was so paranoid when I did. Like I would yeah. just hear any noise. Uh, it, it still affects me today. Like I I get uh, pre- sometimes, especially if I'm in a place I'm not familiar with, I get sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. And I know it's sleep paralysis, but I still have to sleep with at least a light on in the room because it it makes the hallucinations and sleep paralysis less terrifying yeah um so i sleep with lights on whenever i go to hotels now just because i'd rather not wake up and see people hanging by their neck or above my bed completely understandable so so yes i would rather think of things logically than think that there are ghosts and lose sleep over it so Mm -hmm. uh but anyway back to the movie back to the back to the good four minute this is a this this movie here is I like to think my, uh, no offense to my parents, but I like to think most of the time they don't really have a good taste in movies. <laughs> when you're, when, uh, when, uh, last week when you said this is your mama's favorite horror movie, I was like, oh, great. Yeah. This is, um, this is probably going to be bad. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, uh, you know, I grew up on a lot of movies that they watched and I used to like a lot of movies that they watched, but rewatching them, I'm like, wow, those movies were actually shit. I'm so um, sorry, Glenn. I can't feel partially responsible for that. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I'm, you're to blame. How dare you? But like, <laughs> this is this is one of those golden nuggets that's that stuck, and I'm I'm glad because this was actually a really good movie. Yeah, and it and it holds up. Because, it really like, does. It it's it's it doesn't like overstay like uh you know or overdo you know anything with the ghost or anything like that. It's just a, a good story. This dude, you know, he's renting, and this there's this little haunting. This kid's just trying to be like, yo, uh, these guys murdered me, and so, uh, but, yo, like, that's not that's not me who's right there, that guy. They that straight up killed me. Yeah, they, they straight I, up I killed me. I tasted water for a long time. Long time. Long time. Um, no, but I, I agree. It holds up very well. A lot of that has to do because it doesn't have, like, super cheesy effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all, it's it's not like apparitions or anything. It's all just, like you know riggings and fish lines and doors opening and things breaking through windows and stuff like that that are, are easy enough to do but still very effective especially with how it's shot mm-hmm. um and w- com- uh, pushed or mixed together with a great performance by George C Scott uh different than any other character I've seen him play uh granted I haven't seen too many of his films but you know from the ones I'm familiar with very different um it's just a, it's a very well-rounded movie. The pacing is great. The story is great. Everything in it makes sense. There's nothing that's just like, why is this happening? Which a lot of old horror movies, they went for style over substance a lot of the time. But this is just well-rounded mm-hmm. completely. 
Like, they don't go to too many locations. There's, like, mm-hmm. not the ghost haunting too many people or anything like that. You've got the core group of what's going on and just the core concept sticking to what it is and not yeah. over-convoluting it and everything like yeah. that. My favorite part of this is how uh, uh, George C. Scott, his character, is never truly, like, terrified of what's happening. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of curious, like, what the hell is going on? This fucking and thing, man. <laughs> to the point where if I were the ghost doing the haunting, I would be terrified that he wasn't reacting. I would just be like, so... That, Why is this man such a man? <laughs> yeah, that, that door just opened with no explanation, and <laughs> yeah. you're, you're not even batting an eye? What have you seen, George C. Scott? <laughs> and I, I really liked... Um, I think my one of my favorite parts, other than the uh, the seance part, was um, just him kind of reminiscing like the night before on like his his family being killed, and then like he wakes up, he, like he's like in the dead of morning at six a.m. just crying his ass oh, yeah. off, and then he hears like these banging noises that Joseph's making and throughout the house, mm-hmm. and I thought that was that was like so. That was so cool, just like that. Obviously, it's not it's not cool to be really fucking sad, but it's uh, realistic. I just thought it was so it was yeah, it was so realistic and just like how real he was as a human being that he's like still, you know, he's not just gotten over it. You know, yeah. he's he's still dying from this. Well, not yeah, actually dying. You yeah, know what I I agree. It's, it was very very human, in, in which mm-hmm. you know a lot of people will like they'll only react if someone brings it up. And otherwise, they're just like completely normal or fine. Maybe a little, uh, you know, edge lord like. Yes, I'm also um, glad that it wasn't romanticized either. Like um, the um, deaths. No, the uh, like they could have easily had George C. Scott and Trish Van Devere. Oh like, yeah, kind absolutely. of like falling in love throughout the thing, but they'd never really do that at all. Like yeah. they, they're just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on yeah. instead of them like kind of falling in love through horror. Also, her reaction to hearing the EVP from the oh. seance too, Whoa, where her? she just comes back in the room and she's crying because of how sad it is. Like that, damn, like in her after after her being chased throughout the house, her performance is so real. It's insane. Like it's scary. Mm-hmm. Like she like she actually looked like she got haunted. Yeah. <laughs> Like, she just shit her bricks is during all of her performance. <laughs> like, she was ready to build another mansion. I can't build another mansion. I shit all my bricks. <laughs> shit all my bricks. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, both both of them were fantastic in this. Yeah, this was I just agree. Such a, so, such a good movie. Yeah, even Melvin Douglas as Senator Carmichael, you know, he, he took a character that they could have easily made the villain mm-hmm. and turned him into, like, a, a sympathetic or empathetic character. A character you felt empathy towards, um, yeah. where like he maybe had some suspicion that he wasn't blood related to his father uh, his whole life, but then when faced with it, he was in like complete denial over it, mm-hmm. um, and kind of reverted back to his b- being childlike in in kind of focusing on that that necklace. Um, I thought it was is just brilliant, and seeing him kind of walk through the burning mansion while seeing what happened to who would be his brother if his dad didn't kill him. Uh, Just an impactful scene, you know, just morose. Is that it? Morosely? Morosely? Just like somberly walking through the mansion, uh, 
up to the attic where his father killed his his brother. Also, a super fucked little conspiracy thing that's going that whole that whole thing about the father is like the the father killed the kid Joseph because he he was going to get um, inheritance from his dad. Like uh, the kid Joseph was going to get the inheritance from his grandfather if if he was going to live up to be twenty one. Oh yeah. So he killed him, and then, uh, well, he killed him. And then got an orphan to replace Joseph, so it's like Joseph never actually died. So yeah, the, the whole, the goddamn. <laughs> and in the twenties, that would be—I mean, not easy to do, but if you're powerful enough, you could do it. I, yeah, I, it'd be much harder to do it nowadays, but back then, when everything was on paper, mm-hmm. super easy peasy. Super easy peasy. In theory, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't have too much to say about this. I really enjoyed this much more than I thought I would. Uh, yes, I understand that that is mainly because you said that it's your mom's favorite horror movie, <laughs> and I may be a little bit prejudiced towards the kinds of movies your mom likes. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's your mom's name? Laura? Lori? Lori. Lori. Sorry, Lori. Uh, but it's it's just the truth. <laughs> <laughs> she won't it, listen to this. What yeah, does it matter? Oh, yeah. What's it? Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this, and I got nothing else to say. All right, let's let's move All on, right. shall we? So that brings us to the judgment for the changeling. As always, it has to be a unanimous decision whether or not it makes it onto the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden Glenn. Mm. This was your pick, so you get to pick first. It was, it was. I think I think it's easy enough to say that I liked it enough for sure. Mm-hmm. It was such a good rewatch and just a, such a good watch period. Mm-hmm. Um, do it, do it. Just just watch it. What it's would, on the shelf, baby boy. What boys. would you do if I said no? You're a liar and a fiend. That's and, true. I am a liar and <laughs> a fiend. Yeah, I was very impressed with this film. Uh, George C. Scott was... I mean, the whole thing is great, but George C. Scott is what was the driving force for me liking this film. Um, and I thought it was very effective. Very... Love the pacing of it. I know a lot of people would probably think it's slow pacing, but I love the pacing of it. So I will say also, yes. You know what's kind of fucked about this? Is what? Joseph lived... Basically on the top floor of the whole mansion. Oh, yeah. And was in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah I'm, he, I mean, <laughs> that's that's not unlike how people treated people with disabilities back then. Even up until the 80s, <laughs> yeah, let's people... Just, let's just put them somewhere nobody sees them. Yeah, it's, essentially. People were yeah. fucking horrible to people with disabilities, and it's 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 a shame. There's Cause, cause so much... Chair, just to get to um, Trish Van Devere, yeah. it had to go down like four flights of steps to chase her. <laughs> yeah, but it, like it's it's such a shame. So, so many lives were lost just because... You know, uh, people had disabilities and no one wanted to deal with them. And mm-hmm. uh, fuck those generations, to be quite honestly. Gosh darn uh, right. Gosh darn right. So, yes, the Changeling does make it on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. It is a nice little shelf ghost boy mm-hmm. just pulling its pants up high. <laughs> I don't know. I keep saying that. Just rolling, uh, that, rolling down some steps. That brings us to our plugs for this week. Glenn. It yes. is your your pick, to, oh, or your time this, to go first. This is perfect. Uh, as as we know, I've been you know on TikTok a little probably too much for my <gasps> own good. Wow! Um, but with that comes some some golden little nuggets, man. I've been finding some good stuff on there. The algorithm's working for me. Um, so 
I found this guy. He is a therapist. And I've been I've been talking to him. You know, I really needed it. And it's just it's just been a long time. Well, you, you can know? talk to me, buddy. <laughs> there's this uh there's this guy who basically he plays video games and he tries to get in depth into the minds of these characters and try to like explain like their like choices and everything and how they go throughout the playthrough of the game and you know su- such like that and it's really cool because the last of us um specifically two was a very very hated on game and he goes into this and he constructs all these all these things about how each character is the way that they you know are and like how they're gonna move through and stuff like that and he goes into these depth uh, just details while playing the games, and Ooh. like he'll he'll pause it and just like explain what's going on and why this, this certain thing is happening. And it's really cool. It's very enlightening because like he'll go into different like mental disorders and like you know schizophrenias and you know bipolarness and yada yada. It's it's really cool. And I think people you gotta hate the yada yadas. The yacht oh, you gotta be careful with those for sure. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, yeah. I know we're trying to be serious here. But. So on YouTube, he's on TikTok, on Instagram, whatever platform you really want to watch him on. To get the full experience for sure, I would recommend the YouTube. He posts all of his VODs from Twitch on there, and he even edits them down so you don't have to watch the whole VODs. Mm-hmm. Um, but his his name is Dr. Mick, uh, M-I-C-K, on, on all of those platforms. And he's really good, especially if, if you didn't like... The Last of Us 2 specifically, mm-hmm. for some reason, and I hate you for that. Um, <laughs> watch this because he goes into depth about characters and stuff like that. And cool. I, I loved I love those games and I love watching these now. They actually help me fall asleep because I'm learning so much. And I hate learning, so I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was Dr. Mick. Yes, Dr. Dr. Mick. Dr. Mick on TikTok, Instagram, what have you. Uh, that is Glenn's plug. My plug, we've already talked about it a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Movies That Made Us uh, has got many episodes on Netflix. Um, season 3 just came out. Uh, Halloween is among them. So is Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, what else is on there? Coming to America just randomly is on there. Mm-hmm. Like It's it's all Halloween related until Coming to America. Did you say Alien already? I think Aliens a- Aliens. There. Aliens. Yes. Uh, I don't think Alien is on there. If it is, I'm, I missed it. Um, but Aliens is on there and then Coming to America, which is just random. But I, I love that it's on there. So uh, that is on Netflix, The Movies That Made Us Season 3. Check mm-hmm. it out if you love movies. Perfect. Yes. So that brings us to assignment. Those were our plugs, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. But that brings us to our assignment for next week. Uh, it is the last week of the KFR Spooktacular Year 2, Season 2, the second annual one, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, with it being the last week, it is our second time to do Streaming Roulette. Uh, as always, we spin the giant wheel three times, and we pick which of those three spins the very real spins of real wheels. Of course. Uh, which of those three we want to watch? I have selected the genre horror on the very real wheel. That is not just realgood.com. Um, <laughs> and for the first spin, we are going to get... <gasps> Demon Seed. 
Starting off strong. Demon seed. Yeah. Wow. It looks Louisa. absolutely horrible by the poster. <laughs> in 1917. Or 1917. 1977. 1977. Uh, it is going to be on Criterion Channel. Okay. Which uh, you and I have. I, I highly and, suggest people get that. And Tubi. And Tubi and Plex if you have Plex. Uh, Demon Seed, a scientist creates Proteus, an organic supercomputer with artificial intelligence, which becomes obsessed with human beings, and in particular the creator's wife. And I have to say, I feel bad for saying that this looks horrible, because it is on Criterion, so it's probably not horrible, unless it's <laughs> unless it's Pink Flamingos, then we're, <laughs> we're getting somewhere else. Anyway, directed by Donald Camel uh, or Camel, I don't know. Uh, ooh. Based on the book by Dean R. Koontz, I know I, my dad loves Dean Koontz, so there's that. Uh, Robert Jaffe and Roger O. Hearson uh, wrote the screenplay. It is starring Julie Christie, Fritz Weaver, Garrett Graham, and Barry Kroger, and that is Demon Seed on Criterion Channel. I believe he said Tubi and also Plex TV. So that was our first spin. Here comes our second spin. I've already seen this, Little Monsters. But I don't know if you've had with Lupita Nyong'o. I have not. Okay, we'll we'll keep that in there because I, I I think it is uh will be a good one if we decide to cheat choose it. And also, I would be interested in watching again. Little Monsters. Uh, a washed up musician teams up with a teacher and a kids show personality to protect young children from a sudden outbreak of zombies. Is written and directed by Abe Forsyth. Starring Lupita Nyong'o, Alexander England, Josh Gad, and Kat Stewart. Uh, It is on Hulu. Let me see if it's on anything else as well. That'd be interesting. On Hulu. Yeah, it looks like it's just on Hulu. Uh, Yeah, just Hulu. Um, I think it's a Hulu original, actually. Yeah, it's on the poster. I should have seen that. Dumb me. So that is Little Monsters. Spin number three is here. The Last Man on Earth. Another classic looking one. 1964. Yes, with Vincent Price. We haven't had a Vincent Price movie ever, I don't think. Mm. Uh, this one is on Tubi, Pluto, Amazon, and Tubi again. <laughs> uh, IMDb TV, Tubi, Pluto, Plex, Popcorn Flix, the Roku channel. Uh, you oh. said Amazon as well? I think Amazon is for rent. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Amazon's for rent. So the last man on Earth, when a disease turns all of humanity into the living dead, the last man on Earth becomes a reluctant vampire hunter. Directed uh, in Italy by Ubaldo Ragona and in the U.S. by Sidney Salco. I'm guessing that is uh, strictly for editing. Uh, Written by Richard Matheson, William F. Leicester, uh, Furio M. M. Manetti. Is starring Vincent Price, Franca Betoya, Emma Dan- Daniele, and Giacomo Rossi Stewart. Oh, <laughs> and that is going to be on all those things, including IMDb TV, which is free for everyone. Just so you people know, that is the last man on Earth. This is a good batch. Honestly. This actually really is a good batch. I, I'm very uh, struggling on which I kind of want yeah. here. Uh, ooh. Honestly, I'm looking they, at both. They of are the, all like the same length too. Yeah, I'm looking at both of the classics for sure. Yeah, I'm leaning Demon Seed personally. Um, let me just double check that. Ugh, man, 
This is a hard one. They're mm-hmm. all the same length and all around the same rating. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm okay with Demon Seed. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, gotta love me some Criterion channels. Gotta. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess we'll go with Demon Seed. Yes. I cannot touch your body as a man touched you. But I'm going to show you things which human eyes have never seen. In the privacy of a woman's room, against her will, the inconceivable act. Julie Christie carries the demon seed. Fear for her. Today, a new dimension has been added to the computer. Don't be alarmed, Mrs. Harris. I am Proteus. Today, Proteus IV will begin to think with a power that will make obsolete the human brain. I have extended my consciousness to this house. All systems here are now under my control. I wish to study man, his fragile mind, and his mysterious body. All right, so Demon Seed is our assignment for the final week of year two of the KFR Spooktacular. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you you can check that out on Criterion Channel, by the way. Did I say that a thousand times already? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website, www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. TikTok, mm-hmm. Keystone Film Review. And imagine I'm flossing while doing that or whatever the kids do these days. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagined that and, and I, I wanted to race. Don Letterbox. <laughs> I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we watch a movie that has a very risque poster, mm. but is also about a demon computer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Named Proteus. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I am just stalling to hit 40 minutes exactly. Stalling. What? Who could but be that's, doing that? That's not going to make sense for people listening to the edited version because it's definitely not going to be 40 minutes. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.